Hey, Derek. Hey, Trey. Here we go again. Man, episode 43 of the Beyond the Curve DMX podcast. Supposedly, there was a big game this weekend. There was the Super Bowl of Motorsports, you know, which is Supercross, being held in Glendale. There was a collab with a golfer and Troy Lee Designs and Red Bull. I mean, we are the sport. So let's discuss Glendale. Yeah, it was a fun ride. Um, I, I've been, I was anticipating this track for ever since they dropped the um, track map. Uh, it was a uh, it didn't claim as many people as I expected, but it still still had some devastation to it. So yeah, and the 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 hubbub on the internets is that maybe it didn't race as good as it looked. It's too busy. I mean. They couldn't get overly fast. There was um, a rhythm section with what sixteen yeah, jumps. 16 so, jumps. I mean, it's hard to get get a good speed going through something like that. And um, sand, two whoop sections. It's just a big floor plan, so it's kind of hard to get good racing. And um, I mean, it, even though it's a big floor plan, it's still a tight track. It's hard to get passing. So, um, guys had to really plan out their their passes and really a lot of a lot of thought went into the racing so it kind of slowed everything down and um i don't know i don't know if i was a fan of it like i I was like i said i was really anticipating this weekend but it just didn't it didn't perform if you really paid attention to some of the nuances there were some crafty passes and then there was some crafty riding just with the fact of guys looking for traction uh when it got slippery but yeah, the the overall racing. But I have a question. Actually, I'd like kind of like to start the conversation off with everybody in all forms of racing. I don't care what form of racing, unless you do not have electronics, and I mean dartfish and ghosting and all that. Every form of racing now says, "Oh, the start is so important." Have we made it too hard to pass? Because we all know the best lines. We know everything. And I don't care what form of racing you're talking about. There is no passing anymore. Hmm. I mean, in ours, there's still more passing than you would think. But it is, it's, the tracks get so one-lined. I mean, right this year so far, they've been so one-lined that the passing that does get done, I mean, the sometimes they some of these bigger guys are letting people by just so they can see the the line that the faster guy's taking and um i still think there's quite a bit of passing but like this weekend there wasn't as much passing as the rest of them and then plus we had two mutters so yeah i guess there's not really there wasn't really much passing in that but um to answer your question as far as you know making it too hard i i don't really think that's the the tracks themselves as much as the just the way the riders are riding, you know, they're, they're making it very one lined or, um, the whoops though. Like I think they're breaking down a lot that they almost can't ride them unless you, unless you're a fast, fast guy. I mean, you can't, you can't get out of that main line in the whoop section where jet can, you got a jet that can pick the right or the left and actually blitz them. But let's put it this way. I think they're making it less privateer favorable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree. I, I think also with some of the rules, I think Adam C. and Cirillo has touched on that. Some of the rules they've made, Daniel Blair touched on it this weekend. He's like, the whoops are just too easy. 
two sets of whoops and there was no separation in them. Yeah. Um, there weren't guys. Now there were guys going faster and slower in the whoops. Jet had a few good runs, but when you turn around and you look and Malcolm Stewart is jumping through the whoops mm-hmm. and not losing time, that's not really his forte. And, and, you know, no, but it's, it's a safer route. I mean, um, they are, there was a lot of talk on the on the whoops this year that they were going to cut them down to only nine whoops, and yeah. um, <clears throat> there was a couple different talks about cutting whoops down just like that, and because they're all the injuries. But I, I mean, I, they must have tamed them to a point yeah. where now I think they've gone too far. They've overcorrected. So, but apparently they're still tough because we do see riders struggle through. Yeah. Them. So well, this this weekend. This track specifically, it's like, I mean, the, my first glance at it, I, I, I meant to do a TikTok. I have all the videos, and I, I never I never got to put it out. But it's like they're they're trying to cut the the privateers. Like, that, that track was not for privateers at all. What, um, makes you, what makes you say that? Just the privateers don't have, I mean, I'm not speaking for all of them, but a lot of them don't have the the ability to drive whoops like a Tomac or hit those big, long rhythm sections yeah. um, like the, like Tomac or, or Sexton or jet or, you know, anybody of that nature, they're on a different level. So when you get a, a rhythm section with 16, 16 jumps it, all in one spot, I mean, they're going to, the privateers have a, a rough time and they're, they're going to be the ones that would crash more, even though that's not really how it was this yeah. weekend. No, the but, funny, the funny thing I saw, is there's so many so much talk about guys downsiding jumps this weekend if you looked at that long rhythm section the last two triples they were clipping on purpose to set up for the corner mm. and i'm like who has that capability to do that over and over the factory guys and guys with really high end suspension exactly i mean and that's so i understand what you're saying i just wanted to i wanted yeah to so like the the jump part i mean they're the guys that rylan Let's put him in, for example. Um, he's got good suspension. You know, Billy of uh, Power Band's got him set up well, but it's not a kit, yeah. you know, factory suspension. So he's not able to do a lot of the things that these other guys can do. And yeah, the it, pockets were really tight this weekend. And just the going into that last triple, they would they would pop up and they would have to totally seat bounce to get up over the the last one, mm-hmm. or maybe the second to last one. I can't remember, but it was. It's hard for somebody that comes in on a stock bike to do that. Um, yeah. the, just the way that the tracks are laid out, the, the rest of them haven't been this bad. This one was a gnarly track. Yeah, with over a minute, with over a minute lap time, you know you're in for a long night. Yeah, I mean, a week ago they did 29 laps in the main. This weekend they only did 20 in the 450. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, they were. That's and that's with the, that's with 20 minutes plus a lap. Yeah. So they only did twenty laps. Yeah, it was a uh, it was wild, but um, it's over with. It claimed some, claimed some um, yeah, souls with it. But saw that uh, Di Francesco is going to be okay. Will be, they got uh, quite a break, so he will be ready to go in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Thrasher, I haven't gotten an update on. I saw an update, but I was busy actually doing my job, so I didn't get a chance to read the yeah, update. It's, it's been a busy week, but um, so. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it. There was some interesting things that occurred. We had two red flags this weekend. Um, 
which <laughs> probably one almost helped one rider come back and two that same rider it probably cost him so uh you know it give us and take it away um which also before we get into that <clears throat> restarts i know there's rules on the restarts whether it's a full gate restart the dangerous most dangerous thing in racing motocross is the start that is probably the most where there's everybody's the closest i'm of the opinion not to dumb it down i don't agree with start blocks and start aids and all that stuff once the race has started i'm not opposed to just a staggered start no i don't i don't disagree with that the um and we'll get into what entailed throughout the night because of starts um you know poor slade yeah. with hbi like i said we'll get into that but um yeah the staggered i mean after after the gate has already dropped so right now it's the the leader must complete three laps um or it's a, a full restart so i i think that maybe after the first uh, one full lap so if you get a wreck like right off the bat yeah um then maybe a full restart because that really isn't going to change a whole lot. But I don't know, man. Like I'm so up in the air about this. Because that... the, the only series, and I'm I'm thinking outside. The only series that has their standard restarts is NASCAR. They do the side by side for the excitement of the restarts are always exciting. And heck, now they have the choose rule, which you can you could be ninth and end up starting fourth because everybody wants to be on the inside and whatever. Mm. But Formula One, IndyCar, you pretty much you name the series. They Formula One starts basically like motocross, dead you know, dead everybody together starts idle. Yeah. Um, IndyCar starts rolling, but then when there's a caution, it's one line, it's one lane. Um, Formula One's gone to a virtual safety car. I know we can't do that in motocross, but to take away some of that. Deegan was cost a race this year because of that rule uh, at, at Bud's Creek. Um, this weekend, we saw a privateer probably lose his chance to make it into the main because of that rule. And I know mm. it giveth and taketh away, but I just think they're all so fast I, off the start. Now. I like the staggered restarts better, honestly. Um, it's It's a more fair playing field just because that's – those guys are in those positions where they're at. Yeah. Like I said, if if it's like one lap and under, a, a full restart is kind of justified in a way. I mean, you haven't really – you might have got a good start, but you haven't really earned your spot yet Yeah. where, you know, you're up in the second and the third lap. You're now fighting for positions instead of, you know, fighting – just fighting through the crowd because of starts or whatever. So it's – like I said, I'm up in the air. Johnny Hopper did a thing on, um, on like – to starting on grates and uh, whole shot devices and stuff like that yeah. um, in the press conference. Um, so there's been a lot of talk on starts th this year where it's not usually a big topic. And well, now there's the mapping. You start on a grate. You start on blocks. So you have better leverage. It's the, the start now is it's almost electronic versus scientific and athletic. I mean, you still have to be able to drop the clutch and blah, 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 blah. I, I agree with starting on the grates because um, I know you've probably never done it. So I've never started on a grate. Exactly. So so it makes a – starting on grates is a level playing field. Um, you're not packing gates. This guy didn't pack that gate better. Um, 
So your starts are, are a level playing field. If you don't get a start, that's on you. Um, now, when it comes to Supercross, now we're, we're working against factory bikes versus stock bikes. So that kind of takes the levelness out of it because those, I mean, if you look at the, the any any of the bikes in general, honestly, any of the factory bikes, um, but especially the, the pro circuit bikes are now shooting. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're rockets out of the hole. Um, where the the privateer teams are like even like HBI, which I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get into their starts and their motor here in just a little bit um, when we start talking about that. But um, they don't the the other satellite teams or not not so much the satellite teams because they do have a lot of yeah they have a lot of help. But the the privateer guys that don't have the the technology to compete with that i guess so it's not it's not really fair to them but the greats kind of help that a little yeah. bit um okay. and then the, I ma- can... the mapping really doesn't have much to it, it does but when you're on greats like yeah but if i can hold my throttle and it's only going to go to 7k until i shift the second or third yeah that's that a that's a, plays big a big part in it but you know none of that really matters till after that back tire drops off of that grate. yeah you know once it drops off that because it doesn't matter what you do um, I mean, you can tame the bikes down on the mapping or, you know, make them scream. But as soon as it drops off of that, great. I know it's only like a five foot section. It's not a lot, but that five foot makes a big difference. Yeah. So if you can, everybody has the same advantage right off the bat. Um, I know we're kind of getting off topic of the, the starts, but it still starts in, in a way. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, we are nobodies who watch with passion and discuss stuff. And, you know, this is this is how you get your start and that's how that's how those topics are discussed is they're they're being discussed they're they're there's always changes for god's sakes they did the 450s again first this week so i mean there's always changes afoot Mm -hmm. it and really if the rule gets set it doesn't really matter if people like it or not it becomes a rule and that's what happens and so you know they, they they have tie down devices basically i mean you can lock your bike down to where it's rubbing on the front fender these days yeah so uh, you know, it, there's there's always going to be a, a different way of doing it, and mm-hmm. um, it's okay. But so, uh, new technology comes out every year, or they. All right, that was our uh, our wild start there. Got back on task. So, although they did 450s again, just because I'm old and stubborn, we're going to talk about the 250s. Um, we had we had co-leaders, co-red plates. And guess what? They were in opposing heats due to their qualifying. And we got to see Levi Kitchen first. And what did Levi Kitchen do? Levi Kitchen led all the laps. This is where I'm talking about the the pro circuit rocket off the start because that bike is a rocket right now. Um, They've got – I know Mitch Payton at the beginning of the year said, we've we've figured something out, and it's going to be game-changing. And it – so far, it's – proving itself um i think this last year they kind of struggled with the bikes a little bit um towards the end of the season motocross they started yeah just the the and that's when they discovered this thing that you know the secrets but um obviously it's working levi kitchen looks really well um he uh i i uh we trained with cole bradford this week and um out at the farm at dade city and he said he got to watch Kitchen throw in some heaters at Sandbox. He's like, dude, that kid is just 
phenomenal. Um, so he's really breaking. I mean, he was good last year, but he's really breaking out of his shell, and he proved it in Heat One. That's for sure. Well, he he got a gap, and then he just kind of maintained that gap. But that gap was to Carson Mumford. Carson Mumford kind of he had a breakout weekend yeah per se. i was gonna bring him up he had a he had a really good ride yeah. um all night long it wasn't just a, a fluky thing like he yeah he had something happen at the in the main which we'll discuss i don't know what it was but yeah he was doing well in the main too yeah but, but just you know throughout the night it was a his riding in general he was he yeah. was staying up there he was he was competing with kitchen the top guys i mean it was um hats off to him I don't want to, and I actually want to say congratulations to the much maligned and often discussed Smart Tops Moto Concepts team for having their two 250 guys second and third in the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, they catch that team catches a lot of heat for freeze. Yeah. Um, which is kind of ironic that they catch a lot of heat for freeze, but um, yeah, good job in the heat race. They, they both, I guess, Mitchell Oldenburg, the freckle. Um, I always go back to the fact that that guy was at one point just going to be putting in fences with his company in Texas, but he's now like riding pretty well and they both did a good job. And my last kind of touch, well, actually I had two. My last kind of touch was Julian Bomer. The kids for real. Oh yeah. He's, he's no joke. Um, I think he's going to get the, the good experience in him this year. Um, I think he's really going to break out at the end of the year. And then if he stays on this path, watch out for him next year because he's um, he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. My last one in Heat 1 uh, was Anthony Bourdon. The, the dude just keeps plugging away, making it straight in. He's an all-star in, like, one of the fantasy leagues. He's just plugging away. So unheralded. And now they're forced to talk about him in the supercross show mm-hmm. but that's all i had for uh heat one anything for you no no that was it it was a uh, pretty cut and dry i mean yeah. kitchen ran away with it so if we go to heat two the second red plate holder did what he needed to do yeah he also got a gap and led all seven laps he started his night off well yes um, yes, yes yes you know we'll start with the with that he he rode well um i was unsure how the night was going to go between those two um jordan's been on a, a really a really good streak but kitchen's been on a really good streak so they're both they seem to get better every week yeah. um i was actually ex- pretty excited to to watch that racing but um yeah jordan smith takes away with it um surprisingly joe shimoda rode pretty consistently yeah it was it was well we're we're five rounds into the west it's about time for him to you know hey, figure it out the pressure's you know? off let's see what we can do and maybe maybe they figured something out in that off week well there was a lot of discussion on the broadcast about them doing a lot of clutch research yeah. a lot of clutch research and and one i didn't realize that you could do that much clutch research and ricky carmichael even said oh yeah i tried a whole bunch of clutches and Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I thought you just kind of pulled it in the release, but there. Oh, there's a lot of different. Yeah, a lot of different combinations. Um, before we go too much further, this race did have a red flag because Nate Thrasher took a massive digger. He took a little chest contusion to the bars, which then ejected him over the top, and he looked like a 
bass fish flying through that, the air. That kid's having a tough year. Oh. I mean, he, he, we, we lost him last year. We're possibly losing him again. Yeah. Um, he just can't catch a break. I I don't know what actually happened to him. Obviously, we, we ha- I haven't heard. Yeah. You haven't heard. But um, it's it looked like he either took out some ribs or sternum something yeah. something in the upper just the way he was sitting i you know i've broken enough ribs at a time to know how you sit when when you break ribs and it hurts it was it, the poor poor guy it was a big hit before he left the bike and then the opposite side of his body got a big hit when he landed yeah and oh man he came from way up there too like well, luckily he caught some soft dirt so true. Um, it could have been a lot worse i'm not saying it wasn't bad to begin with but um there definitely could have been a broken back in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. With a little, I mean, had he landed on the, the concrete or the, the plywood on the other side, yeah. um, I think tailbone, you know, back, anything could have been possible. I'm not saying that that's not what already happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been, been there, done that, you know. But uh, once they got the race restarted, Jordan, Joe Shimoda, RJ Hampshire did not really give us, it didn't look the anticipation of the evening didn't look like the heat race. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of there, you know, and five seconds back, almost six seconds back at the finish. And it's just kind of, he just kind of plowed through, got his, you know, he's in the main and yep. we'll move on. And um, I wanted to also give a shout out because he's kind of unheralded this year. Hunter Yoder with a fifth in the heat. Hunter Yoder has been, phenomenal this year um for a guy who had some credentials he really he's kind of been off the back and and i mean off the back in the minds of people i don't mean off the back but yeah great great ride in the heat race no i like the way he's riding um i've been i've been watching him quite a bit just uh he's he's much higher than he was last year um you know he was fighting really fighting for lcqs last year and um whatever whatever he did in the off season it's it's really showing because he's pretty top tier usually, you know. I say before we talk about this, we're going to transition from 250 Supercross Heat two to 250 Last Chance because one rider, and I'm going to let you take the lead on this. One rider, poor guy, had the bad luck in Heat two and LCQ. So would you take it over for the Slade Verola? compassion series yes so uh, our local hbi team i mean that was a that was a tough night that that had to be heartbreaking for them he was so close i mean so close in the in the heat um worked his way what he went down on the start right of the start that the the really long rhythm section yeah right right at the beginning i think he was so excited because that was a hell of a hole shot yeah and he was riding it, and he just got a little off track. And that's what I want to talk about, the their motors. You know, I'm going to get into that. But they're, you know, a hell of a break for him. He almost, almost fights his way back. Gets right up there, and then, you know, they run out of time. So, I, mean, I guess we can jump into the LCQ, because we're already at that point. Yeah. So, he, you know, he fires out of the LCQ, and... um Tough break again. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there was a tough break for actually a couple of the guys, but him with the finish he got at the end, uh, before we go further, Matty Jorgensen was also in the, up yes. there. And that red flag, another red flag, 
chaos ensues. And this is where, so for the, the LCQ, we only got a few minutes as it is. This is a long track. They didn't complete three laps, but there was only like a minute and something left on the clock. There's no, I think the rule, if you're going to keep the, the three lap, three laps by the leader rule, then that should like pertain probably to main events or heats, maybe heats that are a little bit longer, but LCQs that are already short, that's, and that you, maybe it should go off the time left, you know, instead of the laps or, <laughs> or the time because that, that screwed those guys yeah. terribly. Um, on, on the bright side, he was literally right there at the end of the race. Yeah. I mean, he fought his way back. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, um, that's, which sucks because he was dominating that race. It, it was crazy because twice he was just – well, there used to be a thing. You'd get the Racer X gas card or something uh, if you were fifth in the LCQ. And, you know, if you just short – there used to be a column called just short. And uh, he uh, he was just short twice. And it's like, dude – but I want to say, I thought I thought there was still a chance he was going to get in because we have a new wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Blaine Silveria. Oh, yeah. That dude was cleaning house, and I thought, you know what? There's a chance. There is a chance. Well, I, like, I was watching him like a hawk, and I knew. I mean, he was right there. Um, he was only a few seconds off, and there was, there was enough time that it's always the – the top four that are going, I mean, usually, usually the top guy in the LCQ can keep it together, you know, two through four. It's always a cluster. I mean, uh, don't want to get too too crazy, but it was, it's always a cluster. So I I really expected, like you said, him to go down and, or clean clean himself and everybody else out with them. He had already cleaned two guys out. Yeah. So I, I figured, you get a guy like that that can't use his head. He's in a transfer position, but oh, he sees third, so he's, I'm gonna go for third. He was so pumped up at that fin- at the finish line. I yeah. mean, Michelle and I were both like, it's so exciting to see. But dude, the, how many guys are just wanting to annihilate him? Yeah, and but he was the reason I thought Slade might make it in. Yeah, just from just, clean, cleaning out the guy yeah, in front of him, yeah. um, but, and but, ended up taking them both out. But it was it was so close, and that. That's such a devastating night for those guys. But let, let's talk about their motor for a second. So we get a a small privateer team like HBI who's coming up through the ranks to be able to pull hole shots, you know, with the they got a great motor builder this year. They gave up their buying a semi for the team to build these motors and they're working. Yeah. Um, you know, these motors are working and Slade's Slade starts this weekend really highlighted yeah. what the you know the, the sense that it made to put their money into those motors instead of you know uh, cosmetic stuff yeah because you, you don't have to run out of a semi yeah it's preferred but when you're able to make a judgment call where we're going to put our money into our motors you know invest into our riders and not not our pit presence um it speaks a lot for matt and the whole hbi team and um their their motors doing wonders, and I think Slade Slade's going to rebound when when West comes back. But um, tough break for him, man. I, I 
don't know how much more we can talk about it. It nah, just sucks. It's a, it's a terrible situation. The, the, the pit in his gut and Matt's gut and Dylan or whoever's there. Everybody, you know. Because to, to be just outside in the heat after a crash and in the LCQ after a crash. And by the way, he came back in the LCQ with no clutch lever. And like knowing that you have that speed, yeah. you, you went from the bottom of the LCQ, the bottom, and made it the whole way up to fifth, and you were that close to a transfer position, yeah. like within a second. And uh, I want to do I, – I, we, we would be remiss if we didn't say congratulations to Max Sanford for making it into the main. And the senior citizen motocross – dream still lives oh billy lenanovich that was uh that was awesome it was you really know, cool. he, he was pumped and the guy's turning 41 years old yeah you know hats off to him for still being out there I, you know i'm 30 and i can if i throw my leg over a bike i'm in pain and it's just it's just cool that hey i also i wonder question if i'm helping my kid chase the supercross dream and a 41 year old man who hasn't raced in a very long time I think the I think the quote that I saw was Billy Lenidovich raced his first Supercross five months after Max Sanford was born. It's <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah. So something of that nature. Uh, it could be backwards, you know, one way or the other. But if if I'm if I'm a parent and this gentleman is making mains and beating my son, do we reevaluate our financial output? No, yeah, that was a. It's not an every weekend thing. It, you're still there. I mean, I'm still. You're vested in your kid that's okay. doing that. He's, like I said, hats off to him for being out there just yeah. grinding. He yeah. said that his his fitness. He pretty much feels like his fitness is gone. Yeah, and he um. You can imagine how he he felt at the end of the night because yeah. it had to be brutal, especially on that track, but. Um, I think his his experience alone probably put him through just being able to ride a track of that that nature, and um, I'm glad to see it though. He uh, he rocked it on Saturday. Anything else? Uh, we should probably move on to more positive thoughts because we all feel bad for uh, HBI. We're we're cheering so hard for them because we want them to succeed because we've had Matt we've had Matt at our table. Um, they're a nice group of guys and, and we want to see success for them. So, yeah, no, it's a, uh, let's, let's think more positive. I, it sucks. It's a, a terrible situation. And, um, you know, they're all still pretty down on it, but, um, he, he's healthy, you know, live to fight another day. And, uh, I, I have a feeling they'll come back swinging. All right. The main, we, uh, right, the wild to- child, you want to go to the main or you go to 450s? Let's do the main. Let's do the main right. and really dive into 450s. The wild child gave us the RJ experience. And uh, he started third. Levi gets the whole shot. Jordan Smith is second. But then Jordan Smith gave us the RJ Hampshire experience. Yeah, the entire main. Man, that... <laughs> Tough break for him too. You know, we're getting negative again, but 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 God. the positive, he came back and finished well for the debacle he gave himself. For yeah, that entire main was terrible. Um, you know, wreck after wreck, and a lot of them. I will say the 
when he when he almost collided with Kitchen in the um on the medical flag. Oh yes. That oh. there's nothing else he could have done. No. Um he couldn't see those lights. Kitchen did the right thing by slowing up, but luckily he didn't take them both out. Yeah. And luckily that's all he did was go off the edge of the track like that because that probably could have been pretty nasty had he come and landed on kitchen so um good hat you know heads up riding from from jordan smith but unfortunately that throws him on the ground yeah um again and again and again <laughs> but um that he he had the speed I, I truly think that had he kept the bike up i i think he probably would have ran away with that race yeah he just seemed he just seemed the speed i mean you crashed twice and finished fourth. There's something in your back pocket that you just yeah, didn't let us see. Exactly. And he, I mean, he was there the whole time. He, he was ready for it, but, um, you know, congratulations, to RJ. Second, second win. Second win. The first one to take two wins. Yeah. Um, I know they don't get as many races, but, um, and he tightened up the points. Yeah. We actually have a three way point battle now for two fifties in the West. Yes, but it's, uh, it's pretty close. What one hundred six, one hundred two, one hundred one? Um, there for there for a little while. It wasn't looking so good for him. No, but um, he he came out and got it done. And he, you know, what's funny is his his only RJ moments were in practice. He rode a pretty smooth main. I yeah, mean, there was really n- no, not even really any close calls. There was um, a couple, you know. All of them had a couple wash saves. Yeah, the track the, the track corners. was slick. Yeah. Um, I, you can't even you can't really much call that a close call because no, no. they were all they doing all, it. They all did it. But, um, but even though the four fifties, they were. Yeah, the only experience I saw was he did get a little buck wild in the whoops at one point. He like I was watching; they were watching from the back, and like everybody was going straight, and all of a sudden it was like, and it was like, but that's that that's normal for those guys as long as they can keep their foot in it, they they're good. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing what they can ride out of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, throttle is your savior. Um, but, you know, how about we haven't even touched on him. Quietly, Yoshimoto gets on the box. Finally. And I'm guessing Honda went, whew. <laughs> we, <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> now, he, um, like I said earlier, he uh, finally put it together. Um, he was a, there was a lot of talk around him at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and he kind of lost all that talk because he turned himself into a sexton and, you know, maybe it was the bike, maybe it was him, but I think, I think the off week really, they, something clicked. Yeah. They Um, they did. They found something for him on a dry track. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. Um, I think it's, it's definitely a little bit late in the points, um, for him to, to come back, but, uh, be cool to see him get a win with the new team you you gave a shout out early on the podcast to carson mumford we were talking about him and how he had a good night at one point in the main he was running fourth and then he just disappeared i don't know if he got swallowed up i don't know if he had a crash it it was never talked about but he ended up finishing 11th it's not a bad night but he must be so disappointed because he had a great heat race was running in the top four and then all of a sudden it just went bye-bye yeah he still had a good start um Maybe maybe fatigue kicked in. I don't know because yeah. um, I don't couldn't have been anything too crazy. I mean, he's still just outside the top ten, yeah. 
but the way he was riding all night and even the start in the main, I mean, he, he came out with authority. So whatever happened, obviously we didn't hear about it, but um, still a good ride out of him regardless of the finish. They don't give points for this award, but Garrett Marchbanks must think that you must get a bad start and pass more people, you get more points because <laughs> he does it every single and, Yeah, main. he sets himself up for some serious work. Good Lord, like, man. I don't I, – I couldn't imagine fighting through the pack uh, week after week after week. When you when you got the ability to be up there, yeah. just figure the starts out. Maybe that's what he needs to do all week long is just work on starts or something because he's not he's not coming out of the, off the gate like – the rest of these guys and i don't know if his if he goes by julian or juju whichever one that poor kid i know he's young and he he's he's up in i think he was in fifth and all of a sudden it was like here comes Marchbanks, here comes oldenburg and he just kind of like not got out of the way but they, they they helped him get out of the way and then it was like oh i, I gotta stay on the track <laughs> that's twice now that he's kind of i won't say been pushed around but kind of led astray from where he wants to be. And I'm guessing at some point there will be a conversation with Ian Harrison of, Hey, you gotta use your elbows sometime, buddy. Like, yeah, cause you're fast. You just got to fight for it a little bit. Yeah. Move him out of your way once in a while. Yeah. Cause he got moved twice. He lost two spots from probably for one. Sometimes you just, you just have to be a Justin Barsha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of racing, but, um, and a tough night for Ryder D uh, like you said, glad to hear he's okay. Um, what a great collaboration, though, with him and Ricky Fowler, the TLD team. That helmet looks sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Puma design and the, the all the logos, the Ricky Fowler logos. Yeah. And for those that may not know, Ricky Fowler was a motorcycle racer when he was young. He got into golf early, and but he never lost his motocross roots. And the fact that they were playing a professional golf tournament in Arizona um, – it was a great time to do that. And some TLD gear. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was pretty cool. Um, last thing I want to touch on for me, congrats Hunter Yoder, a top 10. Um, not bad. You know, you, you, we talked about how he's kind of turned the corner, a top 10 for a privateer team. That's getting some more funding. They're getting more help, but they are a privateer team. So great job. Um, we, they go into a five week break with, I believe, unless there's carnage, Garrett Marchbanks is out of the running to win the mm-hmm. title. Uh, I think the top three, it's it's whoever's going to win is going to win. Yeah, I mean, at this point, but we've seen crazy things. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to tell. The 250s, it's, it's a little bit harder to come back. Like, you know, we've, we've said this a hundred times and continue to say it. It's They, don't, they get select amount of races to, to make it happen and you got to make it happen from the beginning. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, he's just – he's there, but he's not there enough to to make it work. So, 450 Heat 1. 450 Heat 1. I Should we have known that this was going to be a night for Ken Roxon? It, it didn't show that way. Um, it did, uh, but the, the way – I mean, this, he dominated the Heat. The way the season's been going for him, it was – it's questionable. I, I never would have had him up there. Um, he looked great in the heat, come out slaying, um, and he did it. I mean, he, he, he did well in the heat. He did extremely well in qualifying. He looked good all night, um, led every lap in the heat. So I guess we, you could have put money on him. Malcolm Stewart. 
Malcolm Stewart. Was, welcome, welcome back. That was a good ride. I don't know. It was Malcolm. a good, good ride. Very good ride. Maybe his hair. I think his hair was just weighting him down a little bit too much. Well, everything had a chance to dry out. Yeah, had a couple of dry races. <laughs> uh, it froze last weekend, which then crystallized all the stuff left over, and he was clean. But no, great, great heat race by Malcolm. That was actually not bad. I mean, minus the fact that you were over eight seconds behind at the finish. Uh, Jet Lawrence, Chase Sexton, Dylan Ferrandez, they all went in directly, but I expected them ahead of Malcolm Stewart, Vince Freeze, Justin Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, Ma- Malcolm looked really good. Uh, Jet Jet looked pretty good all night. I actually, Didn't he have a fall in the heat? Jet. Was that in the heat? I can't even remember, but he did have a fall. Just nothing crazy. Um, He's been doing that a lot more lately, but you can tell he's after last week, he put it all together, finally got out of his own head. Um, But he, they they all look good. Everybody, all, all heat one looked pretty decent. Um, There was no crazy carnage in heat one. For some reason, I highlighted Vince freeze. I don't know if I just want to give him a congratulations for being fifth. I know. And not taking anybody out in the process. <laughs> yeah. I know that Chase Sexton was riding with an injury uh, on the clutch hand. And as much as these guys modulate with the clutch, that pull's got to be tough. Um, the fact that he just kind of muscled through. Yeah. It's, uh, I, on, unfortunately, like I didn't even know about the, the hand injury. We, we raced this weekend. So, um, but I didn't, I didn't hear much on that hand injury before the race. And, I wondered what was going on, and then I, I we sit down Sunday, and I'm like, that that explains a lot, because um, I was kind of watching qualifying a little bit, and he he didn't look like Sexton, so um, I wasn't sure what was going on, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But hats off to him for yeah. fighting through it, because that's not a a fun injury. Uh, anytime you guys are dealing with hand injuries, and you, part of your holding on is with hands and legs. If there's, if you're having problems in those areas, you've no, lost leverage. Especially the hands. I mean, bo- both hands are working extensively yeah. um, in any race. So, but clutch hand, you can kind of get away with cause you don't really have to use it and another all sh- too often. Yeah. But, but they modulate so much. Yeah. It. You know, that's uh, my last note for heat one was, Hey, good job, Benny boss. Another main event straight in. Yeah. They're, they're looking good on that bike. I think they, after round one, they got it. There, there are a few issues figured out. Yeah. Um, Have we heard any updates on Colt Nichols when he might make a return? Uh-uh. No. I, and the one thing I haven't really got a an insight in, which I think I need to figure that out this week, is Ty Masterpool. Yeah, it's very quiet. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's probably not public. Yeah. You know, clearly, it's not public. But um, see if we can get some insight on – on where Ty's at, uh, I figured he'd be back by now. So I don't know how often this happens. All four heats, whoever got the whole shot, won. Yeah. We go to heat two. The Cowboy, dude, the guy, I don't know if he has an agent. I don't know if they're doing marketing. I know now there's someone that gets to hold the Cowboy hat. Like you can win that thing to hold the Cowboy hat and mm-hmm. be like his Cowboy hat holder. I don't know what – but the dude is in Arizona and getting amazing applause. That that stadium's erupt for him. I mean, perks of being a 
decent human being. Yeah. You know, he's loved by everybody. I don't know anybody that hates Aaron Plessinger. Um, he's a fantastic guy. I, we've met him quite a few times. Um, he'll go out of his way to talk to you. You know, he's a pretty decent character. And obviously, at this point, AP is probably the fan favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I can't disagree with that. But he come flying. He come out flying, and, and he too, and he's he's looking good this year. Like I, I don't obviously. I think at this point, it's too late for him for any kind of championship. But I, you never say never. No. no. Um, you know that we look at second and third. Probably the person who had the quietest night with the least fanfare was Jason Anderson. Comes out second in his heat, actually kind of maintained the gap from first to second, maintained it. Yeah. Uh, never was pressured in third by Eli. Yeah. I didn't mean to say AP too late for him in the championship. I meant Roxon. Oh. As far as the championship yeah, yeah. was. But um, no, it's uh, he too looked good. It, a little more stacked um, in heat too, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, for the way the night went. Um, yeah, AP Anderson. Anderson is breaking out of his shell a little bit. Um, but he's just quietly putting together a decent season, and that's what he does. Like he's 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 like another web. He's he's real, you know, silent but deadly. Yeah. Um, he, when he gets in fights, though, it's like uh, I don't want to say fights, but it, disagreements in in the sport. It's it always like blows up, but then it, it it'll get real quiet again, and there he is. Um, that's just how Anderson operates. Like I said, he, it's just like a web. And none of that stuff really affects him because he just does his thing. Yeah, you know, Anderson is a he's – like, he's like his own breed. Um, he's always been like that, always been a, a really good rider. And I think that if the season keeps going the way it is for him, he's, um, he's going to be right there the rest of the season. I know like last year was a pretty rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he gets these seasons where they just click. Um, and it seems to be like every other season, every few seasons. But um, when he's on, he's on. I wonder, there is talk of him when Triumph introduces our 450 for him to go back and give that a go with uh, Bobby and mm -hmm. Scuba and the guys that he kind of loved who helped him when he was coming up. Yeah. I wonder if this is just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna improve. I'm gonna improve my market value. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna ride this thing out, and you know, yeah, it's it's hard to tell with him because, yeah. it, like I said, it's always so quiet. Um, he just kind of does his thing. So he seems. I don't. I don't know how him and the team collaborate, but um, he seems to be doing well. Uh, you know, they they finally got it all together for him, and I guess we'll see what happens. Eli in third. Hunter Lawrence was coming for third uh, after Eli, but, you know, ran out of time. I, still, Eli got him by a second. But that might be one of the best heat races for Hunter this season. Yeah, the whole night. Good ride for Hunter. Yeah, um, very good ride. Something something looked different with Hunter this week. Uh, he just he hasn't been there. I know probably the 450 switch has been a, a whole different feeling for him. But um, – it was working this weekend, whatever he was doing. He, he looked really good all night long. Cooper Webb had a post. He, did, he was not happy with his riding. It is so weird to me that last week in Detroit, how good he looked, and this weekend, how invisible he was. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, sixth and a, a fifth in a heat. This is that's his time. Like he he came out so hot in Detroit, and then this weekend tracks a little slipperier. It's not. It's harder to turn down. What's funny though is he and Tomac were both turning down. Like yeah. they were both turning down pretty extensively. But I don't know what what that's the psyche technology or whatever I don't understand is like how you can look so good one weekend on a similar track, but this one was drier, less ruddy. And then this week all of a sudden you just bust out a fifth. Like no no big deal, just a fifth in the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Cooper Webb's it's always hard to tell because it's um he's so silent, you know, just like Anderson. It uh when he struggles though, he struggles. And um it's it's so hard to say that about the same thing like with Tomac, because it's not normally that way with Tomac. Uh but you know, he's Tomac's definitely struggling this year, trying to put it all back together. But I think also I've said before that everybody else is getting that much faster. Yeah, so I agree. Um but I think, you know, we look at Cooper and he's in fifth and we're like, okay, cool. He got a fifth in the heat. No big deal. He doesn't even care about qualifying that much. He's going to come out. The main is he's going to be fine in the main. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's Cooper Webb. He's going to figure it out. Um, Mr. Invisible this year to me is Justin Marsha. He's getting in every, every I main. I actually listened to um, – I didn't listen to it. I, I read about he's having a lot of struggles with the bike. Because um, they changed frames. The, the 24 is new. Yeah. Um, he's just, they can't figure the bike out. He cannot get nothing that they do makes that bike feel comfortable. Um, so unfortunately, you know, same team, but new bike that takes a, takes yeah. a toll. If if you can't get that comfortability down, then it, it's a rough season. And it, it's what he was saying that there's, there's literally nothing that makes that bike feel comfortable. So I don't know that we're going to get any kind of results out of him this year. Um, if that's how you're feeling and we're already five, six races in. That's t- it's a tough go because he is fun. We know he's on the backside of his career. You kind of like him to have a little, a little more flair and, and pizzazz just to let, let's, let's go out with a flourish, you know? And, mm-hmm. and right now he's, like I said, he's most of the time just invisible. He's making it in. Yeah, but there's just no. Yeah, he's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, unless something happens, he's he he'll easily make it through. He's he's still Justin Barsha. It doesn't matter how bad that bike is. It's he's still a top tier rider. I mean, uh, there's there's not a lot of guys that can just throw a bike like he does. Um, it doesn't even have to look smooth. He'll just throw it all over God's creation. I'm not even going to talk about Craig. He made it in. He did. Eight. In a heat race, he's. I figured technical riding. He's a he. He was good on these kind of things. Mm-hmm. This is this was going to be his night to maybe pull up Mookie, maybe a fourth, fifth in a heat. He he was eight. He's just there, um, real, real quiet. Um, not real. Not not a lot of good results, but he's there. Um. And yeah. I'm not digging on him. No, I I, lo- I love Chris Craig. Um, I believe I believe there is he is so pissed off, and the struggle for him right now is real. Whether it's bike, him, person, personnel, something, there is at this point mind games because yeah. I mean you you know it's got to be weighing extremely heavy. Um, it's his livelihood. Yeah, just the, the the performance from start to finish at this point has 
not been great. No. Um, and you, you know that that, that mindset starts weighing down on you that maybe I'm not good enough, but you know, bike problems, like you said, personality, God only knows what's going on. Cause they're, we haven't heard anything no. about his, his results at all. Um, Minus the onesie stuff. That was his biggest thing of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's really all they centered around him. Um, I see more about him on his wife on, you know, through his wife on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but as far as actual media coverage, it's just not there. Yeah. He, I, maybe he's not gelling with the Alden program. I, and I'm not critiquing because people do and people don't. And maybe he, yeah, that's is, always been a big thing yeah. that it, either it worked, it works for some, but it doesn't yeah. work for others. I mean, it's not, it's not a straightforward program. That's, you know, everybody I jives mean, with it. Something's click with Aaron Plessinger and yeah. Alden Baker. You know, it's all personality. RJ, you know, it's 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 stuff clicks, mm-hmm. and, and it is what it is. But anything else for Heat too? No. So we had four. Whoever got the whole shot won the Heat. Cool. The most fun race of the evening, or as you guys that don't speak proper English say, the funnest race of the evening, was the 450 LCQ. That was a pretty good one. Welcome back, Justin Starling. That was that was wild, but um. Our Suzuki boys come out, uh, Chiz and McElrath, just did their thing. Did their thing, which they should. Yeah, there's no reason that they shouldn't be where they're at. When you're a two-digit permanent number. And those two are very long-term vets of the sport. Um, They do a lot with the sport outside of riding, so they're they're very, very knowledgeable. Like They should just easily be cruising through that. Yeah, and as we touched on, I think in a previous podcast, they gave a huge, huge amount of kudos to Chisholm for his setup of the Roxon bike. Yeah, this weekend. So we now, what we've all known, we've known that Chis Chis's job on that team. Yes, he's still racing, but his job he's is test pilot. Oh yeah, make that bike work. Yep. Yeah, he's Chis's test pilot. Um, I've got to watch him ride at like Dade City and stuff, and talk to him a little bit. He's a like I said, he's a long-term vet of the sport. Um, well, the suspension guy that they use was Chiz's, Chiz's suspension guy. Yeah, that's who they're now using as the team. Yeah, he's he's a vital role. Yeah. in that in that team, um, anywhere he goes, he's a vital part of the team. Um, he's just a steady. But he, he's man. he's still out there digging. Um, he, he's one of those guys that just can't give it up. No, and congratulations to Freddie Norn. I, the guy, where, where did he finish in his heat? I don't even know. The guy doesn't qualify well sometimes. He doesn't do – he's just plugging away. Freddie, I don't even see him. Dadgummit. Cover for a second while I look. Oh, he was 12th in the heat. And he just comes out, plugs away. But the excitement, the excitement. Cade Clayson is in fourth. He's <laughs> – and he's he's there. And I'm like, okay. Or I don't even think he was in fourth. They were, yeah, it was fourth. Starling. First race back, he even said after this heat race, he went on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and said, dude, my arm blew up so mm-hmm. bad. He comes out in the LCQ, and it's like, okay, he's coming. He's there. He's there. Okay, cool. He's riding. Clayson, I like you. You are a nice guy. Why in the world did you roll the outside of that berm in the LCQ not thinking that you're oh, yeah. not going to get taken out? Some on the brakes, cut down. I don't know. You, that's twice, two weeks in a row, that Clayson has been the brunt of an LCQ 
fiasco. Yeah, and then he's just destroying his night. Yes. I mean, I I can't imagine the frustration after oh the first one, let alone two. Then you get Starlings finally in that spot. You know, get, yeah. But how bad must you feel that you get taken out, and then the dude that takes you out can't hold it? Yeah, yeah. He comes in. I mean, he's he he looked okay. Um, you know, he's riding, riding, and then it just. I think he just blew up. Yeah, it just looked <laughs> terrible, you know. Um, but to, to finally feel like you're right there, you know, you couple minutes. All you got to do is hold, hold it for a couple minutes, and he just couldn't get it done. No. And I feel bad because I guess he took a lot of heat on social media about what he did to Cade. Yeah. First of all, what he did to Cade happens in every LCQ. That it's the LCQ. Happens. But it's also Cade is a really – good rider a really smart rider he should have known better dude you are rolling the outside of the berm with a guy that's trying to both of you trying to make paper so that you mm-hmm. can eat i'm sorry you you got to know but it sucks even more that starling happens and then probably blows himself up and can't do it yeah when guys from moto america are coming to defend you on social media yep. your reach is a little more than just the supercross world. And I appreciate that people are like, dude, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I mean, he didn't clean him out, clean him out. He just rolled him up like the berm. And it's, it's an LCQ. It's racing. Yeah. I mean, the boxing gloves go on in the LCQ. It, I don't, has there even really been many penalties in an LCQ? No. Not that I can think of. Like they literally, I think the AMA even considers it, you know, all, all bets off. It's like the it's like winner the takes middle, all. Yeah, it's like the table breaking matches, and I mean, for God's sakes, in the LCQs, we've seen guys ride the wrong way on the track and not get penalized. Yeah, like that's that's the cage fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we we pay attention to the the serious stuff, the heats, the mains. Those are um, highly regulated. And then there's the, the outlaw class. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, and we don't want anybody to get hurt or anything. But I think the funniest part was is just Cade getting knocked over. Starling acquiring that spot, and you're like, okay, Starling's going to bring this home. I mean, he's 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 getting support from Honda. He's got a good program. Oh, he hasn't raced really, and he just. Boof. And the beneficiary to all that was Devin Simonson making the main and getting in. Congratulations! Boy, was he happy? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, to be more serious, like these guys are literally fighting for this week's meals. I yeah. mean, they're they're um. This is what they do for a living. There's no way around it. So Clayson knows that, and you know Justin knows that. Like, just ride smarter. I mean, Justin rode well. Um, yeah. Clayson, though, like that, you, you you should have been smarter. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And I want to give a quick shout out Theodore Polly for all of us who own motocross. It's Bubba Polly. Uh, he was only 17th in the LCQ. The guy's missing part of a thumb, mm-hmm. but he is madparts.com for uh, MX for Christ, Galaxy Kawasaki. That is his team that he's helping other guys chase yep. their dream. He's out there riding, but like he's running this team on top of that. He's wild riding. Yeah. And they have a presence. They have a pit presence. They have. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, um, it's just. Prime way to set an example. And, and he's still out there doing it, but his his main focus is he's now the – he's becoming the Dustin Pipes. Dusty Dustin was one of those guys that, you know, started a team before he ever quit. And then mm. Theodore Bubba 
is doing the the same thing. So the LCQ was was what it was. Uh, congratulations to McElrath and and uh, Chiz for hep had all three guys in, and what a great night for the team. So that was a good show. I mean, they they put on the show of the night. Yeah. Um, for for a night that wasn't overly action packed. Um, it's always the restarts. Like it just drags the race out. Yeah. You know, it it kind of obviously never loses my interest, but it, it's hard to keep the interest when it's constant restarts and crashes. And um, I kind of expected it for the night. Like I said, I expected carnage all night long. And in a way, we got it, but it was it was not as bad as I expected. But if you if you are a random person that's never been to a professional Supercross race. I don't know why a random person would ever even see this, but if you are, <laughs> do me a favor. Do not get up during the LCQs. Just stay seated. No, and it drives me nuts that they're always put off. Yeah. Because that's, like you said, that's the cage matches, you know. You it, should be there for the LCQ. These are the guys that are that you see in the vans, that you see, like, heating up their mills on griddles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are – like putting out a lot of the, the the social content because that's how they're getting to each race. These, they are, they are fun. And And occasionally you see some of the big guys in there too. Well, this year, the first four, we saw one every, every uh, LCQ, but the show of the night, the Ken Roxon show. Yeah. I mean, he come out and dominated. Um, like I said, wasn't really expecting it. Um, I guess it kind of should have because he was, clean all night i mean he won he won the the main by almost as much as he won the heat yeah and he had a perfect night he led 27 laps the 450 class ran a total with heats and mains 27 laps and he ran he led all of them yep two whole shots 27 laps led that's a perfect night yeah and there was no mistakes oh i mean just smooth consistent and of course, they threw out the kickstart, Kenny. Twice. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to punch my TV when they said that because I'm just over it. But extremely Kenny-like. Um, when when Kenny's on, Kenny's on, and he uh, he definitely proved that. I, I felt, and it could be for TV, it could be an act. I don't know. He's well managed. His appreciation for this victory was seen and heard. Uh, Saturday night mm-hmm. talking about how hard it is to even get on the box and how these wins are becoming far and few between. And this one meant a lot. And yeah, he's at the stage of his career where, you know, it's, um, it's now downhill. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't see him going anywhere anytime real soon, but, um, it's fastly approaching. They've, so, got, they've got something good going. Yeah. And when he's, you know, when he gets a win, it's always a, an emotional roller coaster, and it's um, I love seeing it. I, I like seeing Kenny win. Period. I think I think the SMX thing. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see him do eleven rounds of motocross, but he won't have to. He's already gonna point in. Yeah. I think the SMX showed him. Hmm. I, I I might I might I might hang around because if I do good in Supercross, I go dabble in some motocross, keep some points. We go to this SMX thing. I can win that thing, mm-hmm. and I think we might get to see him for a couple more years because of that creation. And, yeah. and we don't know what that SMX is going to turn into. Are we going to take a round away 
from Supercross and another round away from Motocross and have five rounds of SMX. Like, we don't know what that's going to look like. It's so. going to evolve over the years, but I think that – I think it's going to change. I mean, obviously, a lot of these factory teams, the, the big factory riders are kind of almost forced to run yeah. all the rounds. But you get the, a lot of these older guys that they, they decipher what – what they want to do and most of them just want to race supercross because that's that's where the passion's at there's nothing like stadium racing um outdoors or nothing like like supercross and most of the time it's cleaner yeah and they like now that we got the smx they they get to have it's it's much more fun like you know outdoors is just like you said dirty and brutal and um you're always racing in the hot summer heat and there's really never any cold outdoor yeah. races very occasionally um you know not really fighting the elements in supercross like you are motocross and um i think it's it's definitely leading to a point where these guys can now as long as they can get in and supercross they can pick and choose mm-hmm. you know what they want to run so kind of but it also gives the opportunity for more privateers to come in into the motocross scene and also make it into the yeah. smx world so yes. I, I think it's Honestly, I think it's going to be a, a good thing evolving through the years. Quiet night. Again, we talked about it in the heat. Jason Anderson. I don't know if I don't know if he got 10 seconds of airtime in the main. And he was second. Yeah, it was very quiet. <laughs> Just I mean, it's a monster energy supercross. You you got a monster energy Kawasaki and I don't know if I saw him for 10 seconds. Yeah. And um, you know, we we lost Plessinger. Just was on he was running a good night and then did not end up in a good night for him. Um, yeah, Sexton went battling his hand. Uh, definitely not a well, Plessinger didn't he have the little ice skating mishap? In the yeah, corner? yeah, Plessinger lost his front end, yeah. um, because he was right there with Kenny. And I think it would have been a good race, honestly. Um, the way that they both were riding all night, that they were uh, probably pretty close to each other. I think we would have had a a fun race, but and as as well as Aaron's looking this year, it's you get Kenny out there. It's kind of hard to compete with that. And they're both clean. I think I, I you know, I don't know, you, but hey, was there a lot of pressure on Plessinger to push and try to get the lead? And you know, we don't know. Or did he just make a mistake? You know, it's just 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 a mistake. It happens. Those guys I mean, are the, so good. And the track was slick. Yeah. It it happened to the best. Um, those those corners were claiming a lot of people and almost claiming a lot of people. Like we we talked at the beginning, you can't even count that as a. It's a mistake, but you know it was happening to everybody. Yeah. You know, some some people were just able to keep it up better than others. Um, Eli, Eli Tomac, I thought, okay, okay, we're gonna get. We had that, whatever. I mean, I love the fact this week that there have been arguments. It was a shock. No, it was arm pump. It was the factory said or, uh, Star says no. It was not the shock. Some people are saying, yeah, it was a shock. Yeah. No, it was arm pump. Eli's like, I just didn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eli's brutally honest. So it, when Jet started coming for him, you, I kind of knew that, like, he, he, I thought it might be a race, but he's not going to be able to keep up. Uh, he's not going to be able to hold off Jet. Jet. Jet's always on a mission. And I, I truthfully do think that Eli let him by to see where he's making up time. Yeah. Because it looked that way. He didn't fight for it. Um, I wonder if and, some of that same feeling was happening this weekend. And, and 
Well, that's what I mean this weekend. So in a smart, I think from a, a smart um, veteran standpoint of of Eli, it would have been, it was a smart move if that's actually what happened to let Jet buy. See where Jet's making up all his time because he was making up a serious amount of time. Mm-hmm. And he was way faster than Tomac. So yeah, there was no contest when it happened. No. And you got that kind of experience. You, you think he would have a, enough in him to watch all that and then maybe make it back. But I just, what was whatever he's struggling with, it wasn't, he wasn't able to pull that time back. But, um, and I think another lap, I think Hunter would have had his, yeah, his honor was looking good. I mean, he had a great night. I think it's his best finish. I think it's his best finish. I think it's really it, to me it was his best night period. And he was um, coming. He was coming too. Yeah, just looks even if it was his best finish or not, it was still I'm pretty sure it was his best finish because he's he's been down there. Yeah. Um he's been looking rough and that it was just uh Glendale was a pretty smooth ride for him. May I just also shout out Dylan Frandis and his Dunlop tires? Dylan Frandis and his Pirelli tires. We're finishing in the same position that Dylan Francis and his Dunlop tires are finishing. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I, I, it's tough for me to let that go, and and I, I just think like, you know, what did you cost that team to do that to make that change? I'm sure it wasn't pretty. So, um, the Silent Assassin did not assassinate anybody Saturday night. No, it was a uh, pretty quiet. Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing even real positive it just he just rode eh. yeah just eh. rode um we already touched malcolm stewart top 10 hey we'll take it he had a great heat race that's actually not a bad place for him no and you, you finished over sexton and plessinger so yeah. um we'll take it can't really complain i mean he finished two spots in his current point standing so i mean that's that's good christian craig got a 12th that's is that his best finish of the year I truthfully don't know. He's I mean, been he's fifteenth in points. He, he's had a pretty rough go. So, I don't know. I mean, the the. I I just feel I feel I feel so badly for the guy because I don't know where he where he, maybe a Dylan Frandis and and Justin Cooper, uh, but I'm you know maybe top ten is what where I see him. But I know he's but yeah, you know it's gonna it's got to get better. But man, congratulations to Hunter Lawrence. On a great, great showing, Ken Roxon, dude, that was smooth, mm-hmm. just smooth. I mean, he showed up and did what Kenny does. If Kenny can get out front, there's, he's kind of hard to stop. Did you hear the crowd the last lap as he was coming? Like the oh, crowd yeah. was just, I was like, wow. There, I for a second I thought something had happened. That no, off screen between him and Aaron both. I yeah. mean, it's that I couldn't imagine how deafening it would be in there with them. Um, He's he's definitely another fan favorite. Him and him and Aaron both are just pretty pretty close. I mean, Aaron knows how to erupt a yeah erupt a stadium. But... You just go woo, yeah. And the crowd goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, it went for Dale. <laughs> he's something else. His his Western accent is really getting even. He must practice that. I think it's just natural now. Oh, he, he talks thing? so much; it's natural. I mean, he has more of an accent than Kenny has a German accent. Yeah, uh, Kenny's German accent is pretty much gone at this point. Yeah, he's he's been he, over here for so long. But now nah, it's a good night of racing overall. Um, we're gonna go into Arlington, get a week off, go into Arlington, and um, 
See what happens. Week off. Does the week off help the points leader or the people who have are having problems? I don't know. Um, I guess it really depends on what what they're working on, and um, sometimes it, it can actually hurt the guys that are doing well. Um, they'll go in and start messing with bike settings, and sometimes they you know they'll come off come in off from an off week and the bike's just way out of whack and it's like they start from scratch again. So, um, I'm anxious to see what happens, you know, during the off week and, but hopefully some of these guys that are struggling they can, they can figure out some things and, um, the things that like Joe Shimoda, for example, that they have figured out, hopefully they can excel and, um, really come back swinging. Cause for the, on the 450 side, we went Detroit, to Glendale, we're going to Arlington. I'm guessing the dirt. There, there was a time that the Dallas Supercross was very Glendale-ish. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere in the middle of Detroit and Arlington. There's will yeah. be some traction. There'll be a little slipperiness and there'll be some ruts, but not as dry as Glendale. I'm guessing if looking at history. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, maybe it change up a little bit, but. Um... It'll be fun. You know, it's it's a tight series this year, and I'm excited to see what we end up with next because we keep getting different winners. So yeah. um, it's it's a wild ride, this one. They average 4.6 winners per year, and they've already had five, right? Yeah. So one two-time winner. So they've already broken the average, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're still anticipating a tomat. Can Jason Anderson get a win? Let's see, I was going to say, I'm – I'm gonna put my money on the next win is Anderson because he's he's right there. Um, I'm not I'm not giving Tomac a win. He's not he's not there. He's not there. Something that's not jiving. Um, he might get a win by the end of the year, but he's not at that point yet. I don't think uh, he could point his way to a triple crown. Yeah, I think the 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 podiums are probably about Tomac right now. But you know, getting an getting a full win, it's it's gonna be a tough one. I mean competition stiff and he's not driving with his bike or not driving with his body or yeah. whatever's going on so um we'll see what happens all right before we leave we had date city round two how'd it go it was good um uh our pw class bowen was on absolute rails um, we got quite a bit of compliments on how fast he was riding um looked really well um I want to give a shout out to Axiom Performance. They just built us a brand new powerhouse for the PW. It's on its way back now. Um, he's doing some new things with his motors. So anybody check out Axiom Performance. He's doing some things that the big guys aren't. Um, can't wait to try this motor out and see see what happens. But um, we came out with a third overall, racing some fast kids. Um, our, our mini e-bike class, we was doing really, really well. Um, had a pretty big get off in the back corner was track got really ruddy, really ruddy. Um, so we, he had a, a pretty rough get off in moto two when he got a good start. Finally, we worked on starts last week with, uh, Cole Bradford from HVI. Um, so our starts improved and, um, it was a pretty good night overall. Had we not wrecked, I think it would have, it would have been a better night, but like I said, the P, the PW was great. Um, Running really fast, Caleb Groves was out with us. Got back on a bike, look back on a bike, looking really smooth. So, um, any updates on his future? 
working on it. Um, okay. We've got some things in the future right now. So um, we're working on a lot of things with Caleb and trying to get him to that next level. Um, right now it's kind of a, a bike thing, um, not to get too public, but uh, if we can get him on a – like to see him on a, on a 450 and a 250 and then start working on some of the Supercross stuff and all the pro stuff. Um, but we got a lot of things coming, coming with him in the future and I think they're going to be pretty promising, but we got a few weeks off for the Pasco County fair. So, um, we're going to get our motor here and get some bikes figured out. And, um, we got some new sponsors coming in. Um, we've lined up quite a few sponsors this year, which is phenomenal. Um, uh, just talk, talk to some more tonight. So, um, get these bikes with some graphics on again right now we're just running running some plain old numbers on on a stock bike but um it's looking to be looking to be a good year awesome well there is no supercross next week there's no dade city next week what are we going to talk about are we going to take the week off now nah, we'll figure it out we'll figure out something we'll be here next next monday i'll we'll, get us i'll get us a guest we'll talk about something yeah all right well this has been episode 43 that was the discussion about the Glendale Supercross and Dade City Round 2. That is Derek Schaefer with DBS Handyman Services and Custom Fabrication. I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. We are the Beyond the Curve, the MX Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. See you.